0: The antidote. The antidote of the antidote. The antidote. The antidote. The antidote
1: listening
2: to The
1: Antidote with
2: Dave Hawkins.
0: Thanks for tuning in The Antidote with Dave Hawkins. Tonight's feature artist Kai Kai brought us the song Broke from their 2011 release, Young Love. I first heard the music of Kai Kai at a music festival back in 2012. Of course, I was busy doing band interviews and I missed all but the final three songs of their set. But that was enough to get me to pick up their CD and I was hooked. So I heard about their newest release, Fantasize, last fall when I... Uh, watched a video for a song from that upcoming album, and I realized that this was really going to be an epic record. And I'm not using that term casually. we we'll listen in for the next hour as we speak with Kai Kai and share some songs from an album that I think could really be the best of the year. I first heard the album Fantasize a couple of months ago, and I was totally hooked by what may turn out to be the best album of the year with its blending of dreamy vocals and incredible instrumentation. The Antidote is here with two of the creators of that recording, Tim and Olga Yagolnikov of Kai Kai. Thanks for meeting with us.
2: Hi, yeah. yeah, Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you.
0: The members of Kai Kai are all related, but do family dynamics play a role in creating your music?
2: I think they very, very much do. I mean, me and Tim have been, you know, writing together for, you know eight years now ever since I was in high school. And so um, just all of that time, I think the more you just you just get to know each other better and you just get more comfortable through time and just the more, you know, you write, the more you just understand each other. And, yeah, I guess plays a very, very big role, I think, for us. Right, Tim? <laughs> no, for,
1: for sure. sure. I mean, we grew up together and, you know, share a lot of the experiences and background. And so I think whenever we talk about even... Um, writing and stuff, and when people ask us how that kind of goes and stuff, I always say that really the collaboration or the writing process first starts the relationships that we have um, with each yeah, other. definitely.
0: But now with Tommy mirroring into the family, does that mean you guys ever dump on him as the newcomer?
2: <laughs> I was like that in the beginning. It was so weird because it was just us three siblings, and having Tommy join was just like a very new Different thing for us, and um, but now it's very normal. Tommy has a very big role in the band of what he does. Very He's
1: family, he,
2: he yeah, definitely, definitely. Becomes,
1: like really, really close. And I mean, I I really see him like as a brother, pretty much. So
0: comparisons to Kai Kai's sound bring up bands such as Purity Ring, M83, and Churches. But do you appreciate those comparisons, or do you want Kai Kai to stand apart?
2: Um. I haven't listened much to um, Churches and Peer Um but M83 has been a band that we've listened to for you know, I've worked in was in high school um, I really really like them but I think they're, they're great so yeah I mean I don't think it's a bad thing I, I, you know people have their opinions I guess
1: yeah I mean I think that yeah, I'm with Olga on, on the, the couple bands you named yet. M83 is the one that I'm most familiar with um, and, I mean, that's awesome. I'm, I don't mind being compared to, to other artists that I respect and, you know, think that they're creating good
0: art. So let's talk about some of your art. I mean, your first band effort came back in 08 when you were known as Paper Rings.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But then you altered your sound during the period of time when you switched to the name Kai Kai with the Young Love release, and now we've got a whole new tone on Fantasize. So. Will Kai Kai's sound continue to evolve?
1: Yeah, I think it will. I think uh, the approach that we, we kind of take with music is we just try to convey what we're feeling at the moment, at the time, and just um, you know express what we're kind of going through and our view of the world at that time. So a record that I think you know you write three years ago and a record that you'll write today, just by natural like growth as a human being and ex- different experiences, I think it'll tend to be somewhat different. Um, and I think maybe even more heavier for us just because we just love kind of experimenting and, and growing as uh, musicians. And, you know, it's something that we really, really much enjoy doing. It's like the whole writing process for us is probably one of the favorite aspects of, you know, the whole music thing altogether. It's so nice.
2: it's just a natural thing. Like, I don't think we're ever like, hey, if we're writing a new record, it's like intentionally change the sound. Like, you know, when I look back to all the records and. It's kind of very just naturally
1: happen. I'm expecting that we would evolve and, and, you know, to some degree as we move forward.
2: Yeah, well.
0: yeah, definitely. How much of a change in the sound is with producers? I mean, you had, you know, Eric Young of Future Forestry uh, taking up the realm on Young Love. Mm-hmm. And then you went for a switch on Fantasize when you teamed up with Chad Howard of Paper Root. But how much of the change in style is really due to the different producers' input?
1: I think that um, I think that you know that there's definitely influence there from producer as well. And um, but I think there's a there's a difference also in the type of producers that people work with. A lot of times producers could be extremely hands-on, and you know you come in with a song that's kind of an acoustic song or just the song at its core, stripped-down version of it, and then a producer kind of builds what that band is going to sound like from scratch. And and we're not really like that. We're kind of more really hands-on. We write a lot of the stuff beforehand. Um, So when we go into the studio, there's definitely influence coming from the producer, but it's kind of in the sense of making, kind of guiding it home, so to speak, and making sure that, uh, you know, there's some details that we might have overlooked and just kind of gluing it all together. And so I think there's definitely influence there, but at the end of the day, the majority of the change that's coming um into this new record is is definitely coming from us
0: with you creating music, because, I mean, really, it's quite profound, both lyrically and instrumentally. Can you fill us in on the songwriting process?
2: Yeah, um, the songwriting process for Fantasize, it's just, like, one of my favorite things to talk about. Um, I had to do a lot of, you know, what all of us were going through, and just as a family, and just, like, spiritually, and just, just everything, just, like, asking questions and kind of going into kind of like, you know, the deep questions with fantasize. Um, I would say it's really about spending a lot of time with yourself and kind of getting to know yourself by just, um, spending time alone and figuring things out. Um, but yeah, just the writing process is really great because, you know, me and Tim write separately, but you know, like Tim says earlier, where we, we always all go through the same thing, and at the end of the day, we kind of, like, write individually, and then we just kind of put our ideas together, and it kind of clicks. I mean, Tim, you could join in. Yeah, and sort of
1: yeah totally. I mean, for the writing process, and it's always kind of been like this for us, um, we grew up together. Me and were the first ones that kind of started working together in the first place. I'm the oldest of the siblings, and so I
3: was
1: the first one that kind of picked up music. Um, but I think somehow over the years, it's kind of, Um, worked out to where we do kind of work individually when we kind of start projects musically, whether Olga's writing something on a guitar or or, um, writing something at home on like my personal studio space or whatnot. Um, Yeah, like what Olga was mentioning earlier too is is that going to the music before we even start actually putting down ideas, it really comes from us being on the same page, I think, because a lot of times what Olga will write and bring to the table, or what I'll write and bring to the table, or anybody else in the band writes, it we kind of resonate. It's kind of coming from an expression of experiences and uh, concerns and conversations that we've all previously had. Um, so that's mainly how it starts. And then, yeah, a lot of times we start working, we do things individually, and then as the process kind of keeps um, going towards you know us finally getting into the studio, we come together a lot more and Um, try different ideas out, and so it starts individually, but it kind of comes around, and all of us start working on it together.
0: all sharing in both the lyrical and the music itself?
1: Um, The majority of like lyrically, Olga definitely. There's people in the band that handle still a bigger percentage of what's going on. I'm definitely more on the programming side. I do a lot of the synth work. That's kind of like my world, I guess. Um, And then Olga does pretty much the majority of all of the lyrics and melodies and stuff.
0: Well, then let's put you on the spot, Olga. (laughs) Your lyrics are quite cryptic. You don't write an obvious set of lyrics. Yeah. Is that beneficial? Do you prefer that?
2: Um, Like, when I listen to music in general, I'm a very big, like, lyric person. And, I mean, I'll just think about something and then I'll think about the way I would want to say it. And you know, I like adding mystery and I like adding, like, a very emotive feel to, to things. And, um, but yeah, it's a very natural thing. I really don't know where it came from. Yeah, it just happens. It's natural. It's really hard to just, like... Yeah, I wish I could say it's a really cool answer, but um, yeah, it's a very big thing for me to write put things in a very beautiful way, just where people could, like, you know, hear something very simple yet in a different form. I feel like that allows people to just accept it in a a whole new
0: world. Well, so long as you just don't speak cryptically to your husband, Tommy, because guys have a really hard time with that. (laughs)
1: Hey, well, that's kind of a a universal thing for all women and their husbands. So I don't know if that's a that's going to (laughs) happen.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Is it you to hold on to an image of shadow?
0: antidote is in conversation tonight with kai kai the members of kai kai share a christian faith but does this spiritual viewpoint find its way into your music definitely i
2: -hmm. think
1: it it definitely does i i think that for all of us it's kind of hard because when i think about what music is and what art is and and i think about kind of expressing what your experience is and a lot of things that we think on, a lot of things that we talk about, it's impossible for those things not to find their way in the way that we express ourselves through music. Because I feel like because those things are such big parts of our lives, I mean, it's hard for me to even go through a night during a conversation to not kind of bring up things that are concerns for you or bring up things that matter to you. And the same way that you would do that in a conversation because you're passionate about those things, it's the same thing I think that happens with music because it just kind of tends to overflow into you know everything that you're doing.
2: Totally. I think the biggest thing with fantasize is like, you know, growing up in a Christian world, and as soon as we started kind of asking questions personally for ourselves, it's kind of when we started getting more answers. And I feel like with our music, you know, our intention is just to kind of have people just like, you know, open doors for people to just kind of ask themselves questions. We just, I just want to initiate things and give people the freedom to just like think about deeper questions and deeper things.
0: well you brought up the topic about the new album which we should really spend some time on but you had the fantasize album on the back burner for quite some time you had it ready last summer but you waited another six months to release it so why the long wait
1: um it was more about timing with some of the people that we were trying to get on onto the team of kai kai we're we're independent so we've chosen to kind of walk the independent road and so that means kind of doing a lot of the stuff on your own it means um If we want to do any kind of publicity or or anything, we have to go about it on our own as opposed to like when you're on a label and somebody just handles all that for you. So we were just looking for the right people to get on board. You know, we really think it's important to work with other people who are passionate about what you do and and take their jobs very seriously. Um, And we were just looking for the right fit. And we just wanted to make sure that when we came out with the album that you know, felt like we had some support behind it as well with people in the industry. It's
2: a longer process, but it's really good in the long run.
1: Because with Young Love, we didn't go through that at all. With Young Love, we basically just put it on the internet, and that was it. So it took longer for this one because we did it this way, but I think that going forward, it 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 won't take as long just because it's one of those things where it's a, a really there's
2: a learning curve, kinda, definitely. Yeah, it's a
1: learning curve, but then, you know, things get rolling. So I'm assuming with the next record, it would won't be that long until we release it. Yeah,
2: definitely.
0: <laughs> so there's never really any intention of Kai Kai heading on to a label? You're going to keep it as an independent effort?
1: We definitely like that right now. I, I think we haven't seen a contract that we're comfortable with yet. You know what I mean? Uh, I think that the majority of the industry, not all of it, there's definitely parts of it that are still working good and, and doing good stuff but I think as a whole it's kind of going through a really big change with the internet and the whole situation with music yeah. and record sales and stuff like that so because of that there's a lot of fear in the industry and so it's really changed the way that even new styles of music are you know being pushed into the industry and stuff so anyways I guess long story short is we're not opposed a, a to it um, we're just looking for the right people as well you know And if we find it and it makes sense, then we're totally okay with that. But at this point, we're just kind of doing it on our own.
0: As I mentioned at the start of the interview, I mean, Fantasize is really an incredible album. So it's it's tough to single out some Thank of the you. songs, but I'm going to give it a shot. So I'm interested in hearing your view on the song Hiding Place. I mean, don't we all seek a refuge or a place to hide?
2: Definitely. Um, I think Hiding Place is kind of just um, a very metaphoric way of just kind of... Um, finding a way to calm yourself. You know, like, obviously, like, the lyrics and everything, it's, like, the way I just describe it. I just, you know, try to think of the best way to describe something that, like, shows peace, but yet, like, quietness and stillness and calmness. So I feel like Hiding Place, even though it's, like, a rush, and I feel like the song kind of brings adrenaline, I feel like at the same time, um, it says a lot about that place in your mind to just kind of relax and open a door to just think about things.
1: Yeah, it was, for me, that song really kind of represents... Just our idea of how to live in in this world with a kind of mentality that's more spiritual based, understanding that there's spiritual truths that are a lot more real than a lot of the things that we see with our physical eyes. And I mean, I feel like understanding that and understanding who we are and what's happened on the inside of us is really where that refuge kind of lies in. Mm-hmm. And I think that the strength to kind of live that way that that song talks about and stuff really comes from that place.
3: I swore.
0: I saw the video for your song, Honest Affection. I mean, it's beautiful, but it's disturbing at the same time, you know, with its combination of love and war. <laughs> yeah. How did that all come about?
2: Um, I mean, like, in general, um, like, I just feel like Fantasize, in general, is about um, kind of like a journey into the mind. You know, it focuses strictly on just how, you know, at least for me, about how, like, you know, those few years, I was writing the record and going through a lot. I was just trying to figure out like what is wrong with my mind and you know and just trying to solve a lot of questions and stuff. But I think with honest affection, we chose that as a single initially because I feel like it kind of sums up you know the whole record, even in this song because it's kind of like where we live in and everything that's happening in the world, and just in general, just the things that we face every day and just kind of representing the human mind and how quick things happen and and find a place where you can just like think way clearer initially when we first told her you know the guy that directed the music video shaman um we told him the theme of the song and i just loved his idea of that he's like i'm going to do something with all these images that just represent you know something quick and like rushes and adrenaline and then in the midst of that i'm gonna put like in love and like calmness and peace in the midst of that we intentionally have to make the choice to like calm ourselves and like to take the time to be quiet and take the time to be alone and um, take that time for ourselves
1: it's that part like even the the lyrics in the song i mean are kind of literal in that sense where there's it's almost like there's this war going on between you and yourself like with some of the discipline that it takes to move your thoughts towards you know things that are peaceful and things that our truth, you know what I mean? It, it, it takes fighting yourself out a, lot, a lot of times, and I feel like there's so many things in our lives that prevent us from going down that road, prevent us from even asking those questions because of fear or whatnot, and so that song is kind of that internal battle and stuff to get to that peace in the midst of chaos as well. Um, so yeah, so I, I thought Solomon did an amazing job, I just thought it was a great collaboration with him. This is Kai Kai, and you're tuning into The Antidote
0: with Dave Hawkins. Here's another song that really captivated me. Dreams 2AM. Can you walk us through the song?
2: Yeah, that was actually a song that sounded totally the opposite. It sounded very, very different. We actually have a, another song, it's called Dreams. The second one was kind of the way it kind of originally was, sonically and stylistically. But then some reason, all this kind of came together. It was like the last couple of weeks we were in studio and... um we didn't really know what to do with the song. And all of a sudden Tim just took it home and he, you know, messed with the tracks and and made it something literally totally opposite. Because before it was just a little bit more like, you know, drum driven and like a little more quicker and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. But then he like showed me like one night when I was in, when we were in Nashville and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is the song on the record that like, there's no other song on the record like that, That is like perfect. I literally went in the other room and I just, everything just came so natural the way everything just came to me and I felt like this song spoke to me rather than me like writing the song and it speaking to Tim it just totally spoke to me and um
1: yeah it was really really awesome how that song came together and it was definitely definitely a special moment during the whole studio process and um I mean when I think about that song even lyrically because like Olga said I kind of took it back after we were kind of struggling with it and It was almost like a moment where I just kind of sat down and and asked myself, what am I really trying to say? And that kind of struggle and those things that you go through and how there's so many obstacles in our lives that prevent us from asking those questions and those obstacles preventing us from having those moments of peace where we understand who we are and understand you know, what life's all about, really, and stuff. And song kind of, for me, really represents the moments when you get rid of all those obstacles and the moments where you experience that true peace
2: Yeah, it's definitely, like, one of my favorite songs in the record. It's not like I listen to my own record, but it's one I feel like I would even listen to. I'm like, this song is so good. I just love it.
3: A week, heaven and a How the lights they Come through December Come to December.
0: can I say about that song? It's simply amazing. Dreams, 2am. Thanks for tuning into The Antidote on Trent Radio and our look into the music of Kai Kai. If you're interested in hearing uh, this episode again, or if you want to find one of the past episodes, you can hunt them down on the com, or you can also check out the Antidote Radio podcast on iTunes. Now next week we're going to look into a bit of the musical history created by Christian artists as The Antidote will air four albums that could be considered groundbreaking when they were released, and they could probably still be considered as significant albums even today. But as usual, I'm uh, running low on coffee, and I need a refill, so we'll close up the interview with Kai Kai and finish The Antidote with a soft track that's aptly titled Softly we'll see you next week for our musical history lesson. The new album is titled Fantasize, which brings up this question. What do the band members of Kaikai Kai fantasize for your future?
2: Ooh, I like the way that's said. We fantasize about, I mean, Tim, you can answer that too, but I'll just make it short. I think I always, always fantasize just about a future of like, doing what we do without a little less chaos and even if there is just like learning how to cope with it better and just being really happy just you know living a good life and just continuing to do what we do the way we want to so it's very simple for me you know
1: I I definitely resonate with that and I mean I, just to add to that I, I think we're really excited about the team that we have around us and um we're excited about you know, working together for the years to come, and we're excited about pursuing different avenues of art to express ourselves, and
3: totally. um,
1: and just, you know, everything that, like music in general, is just a super exciting thing to me, because it's just, you get to just experiment and grow, and that's one of the cool things about music, is it's very flexible that way. Um, we're going to have a new website rolling out pretty soon, so we're kind of stuffed about that, we have been trying to work on that, and yeah, that's where you would find any information about us or new videos or anything. dot yeah. like kaikaimusic.com.
0: And I'll spell that for our listeners. as K-Y-E-K-Y-E. Yep. <laughs> it's been a pleasure being able to spend time with Kaikai. Kai. Tim and Olga, thanks for coming on The Antidote.
2: Yeah, thank you, Dave, so much.
3: Yeah, thank you for having us, Dave. and